Hey, Peter. Hey, Adam. You ever heard this record before? Um, it sounds vaguely familiar, like it's, from a dream. It's a little-known album, released in the late 50s. Kind of green? Close. Some kind of blue? Closer. Hmm. Is that Bob Evans on piano? <laughs> I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily music advice and beautiful tones coming to you. All right. Now, if we time this right, Pete, yes. we're going to get right into our number one of our five favorite simple solos. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Do you like a simple solo or do you like a complex solo? Because we're going to do both. We're going to do our five favorite busy solos tomorrow. Oh, we are. Okay. Um, I like simple. I mean, complex has its place. Agreed. Yeah. But don't you Variety think- is the spice of life. Variety as, is the spice of life. As Bob Evans once said. But it's not, I think the point I want to make is that because a solo is simple doesn't mean it's any easier no. to compose or play. Or execute. to execute correctly. Yeah. yeah, it can be much harder. Let's make something complex sound simple. Yeah. Well, you know what one of my favorite simple solos is? What? Miles Davis. So what? I mean, do we even have to play the rest of it? Y'all have heard it a million times, right? Yeah, it's so fun to talk over it anyway. Yeah, I mean, simplicity at its finest. Come oh, on. It really is. Now, I, you, you kind of uh, gave me a little snicker when I, you saw this one on the list. And I just, <laughs> but know, how can you leave it off? It might, yeah, how, how are you going to let... It sets the tone. It's the whole album. But it's you know what? the I, whole album. I know we've talked about this um, at liberty and at, at length, but there's a, it's not just a simple Miles Davis solo. It's a simple composition. It's a simply... Um, but magnificently crafted album and story. That's what it is. It's yeah. a story. And then it's like these little simple, but so effective. Like it's so hard to be simple because you can come off simplistic if you don't have the skills with the a Z. Z, maybe even two Zs. <laughs> our number two of our favorite simple solos, this was your fi- first pick. And this is Keith Jarrett uh, from uh, what's the record? Oh, Standards Volume Standard 2. two. Yeah. He recorded this a couple times on the live stuff, but this, this is, I love this recording. Never Let Me Go. Man, just got me already, Keith. Come on, Keith.
That's awesome. Yeah, incredible. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this is just the interpretation of the melody, the soul. I mean, the whole thing is just a cohesive, nuanced masterpiece by Monsieur Jarrett. Check it out. We will have a playlist. Alex, I'm going to send you this playlist right now so you can put it in the, the description. <laughs> wow, so, that's so meta. I know. The inner workings of the Go to the description machine here. And you can hear all these on our Spotify playlist. Our next selection is also from uh, a master of jazz known for his his simplicity and a uh, real artist at this and this is Ahmad Jamal but not for me. You ever heard this this track too? I think so. This is he's carrying weight. Okay, do you get any more simple than not playing? That's what I'm talking about. As far as Ahmad He's doing so much with so little. You know what I mean? He's saying so much. This is a left say. hand comping. Talk about dynamics. Yeah. The dynamic between the left and right hand are astounding. And the balance. I mean, this is really about just the simplicity and the effectiveness of the entire trio, really. You know? Perfectly in balance. Range on the piano. And when you play like this, like, your approach to time has to be so precise. There's nothing covering anything up. Well, it doesn't feel tight or anything. No. A lot, of, a lot of humanity to the approach to the syncopation and the time of the swing. Now, here's the solo. I'm just going to hit this one phrase for a while. How'd you know? Look at that. Introducing just a little simple left hand. Not much. Huh. That's a Jamal uh, from Live at the Pershing, but yeah. not for me. The title track, it is unbelievable. Yeah. And even though it's getting thicker here, obviously with the block chords oh, and yeah, stuff, yeah. it's still simple, though. Yeah. I don't because think... the approach that he started with, he doesn't abandon that. Yeah. The rhythmic approach, the nuance, the dynamics. Simple doesn't necessarily mean sparse. No. It just means a, a simple approach, like a... Um, a melodic approach to it. I, that, yeah. That's definitely been the theme so far. Uh, so our next cut. I love you, Amat. Uh, this is one you picked. This is from Herbie Hancock's uh, River, the Joni Letters, right? Is that it? Yes. And this is Solitude. We've played this on the show before. Solitude. I'm pretty sure we've done this solo before. Yeah, we? should we jump to the uh, solo? Yeah. Okay. It, it's kind of in the middle, right? Or kind of after? Oh, no, let's, let's start at the beginning. Actually. Let's start at the beginning. All yeah. right, here we go. Man, what a sound, too. Yeah. What year was this? This is like seven, eight years ago, maybe nine, ten. 2008 or something? Yeah. 2010? Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. I love how we can. I hate to talk over this, but I love how we can like go down to the month of 1959 and what was recorded. What we were like, this Herbie record was it eight, ten, twelve, fourteen years ago? 2007. Uh 
So there's a lot going on in this, but it's laid out, you know, architecturally in terms of how he's arranged the melody and then when he gets into solo in a very um, simple way. It's awesome. Know? It truly is beautiful. And a lot of space, but there's a lot going on, you know. Like when you really look at it, you're like, whoa. If you were to look at a transcription of this, you'd be like, that's not simple. But it's the performance that brings out, I think, the simplicity. That's so great. Yeah. That's Herbie Hancock's Solitude from the Joni Letters River. We're going to go out on this, uh, so until next time, you'll hear it. Hey, Peter. Hey. This is like the sequel to our simple solos, but it's not. It's not. And actually, I'm a little too busy to even deal with you right now. Sorry. Okay. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Coming at you today, we're doing our five favorite busy solos. Now, the other day, we did our five favorite simple solos. Right. And we thought... Let's kick up the energy. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. And so we're starting here with Michael Brecker. I don't even know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but Sizgi. 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 I, you know, I'm too busy to even evaluate how you're saying that. But I just had a little break in my schedule so I can actually attend today's episode. Oh, let's check it out. Okay. self-titled 1987 record called Michael Brecker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just Michael like, Brecker's this is what here. we're calling this record. Yeah. My name. Now, uh, we're going to move on to number two. This is a pianist who is, I don't know if he's really had any influence. Art Tatum. Ugh. Ever heard of this guy? Yeah. This is Tiger Rag. This is from, what year is this from? Man, th- I had to look this up because I was just like, I don't. I knew it was older than I thought, but shockingly, this is 1933. Just put that in your pipe and now, smoke you, that as you're listening. When okay? you said that before we started, you didn't say exactly 1933. You put an expletive in there because it's so shocking. Yes, I said darned 1933. <laughs> no, you did not. Okay. Here it is. Tiger Rag, Art Tatum. It's already busy. Come on. <laughs> Beautifully busy. That's amazing. Huh. 
I could do that, but I don't want to. Man. This is like just a precision. Busy. Ah, it's swinging. Were we talking about uh, Stride the other day? I don't even want to talk about us talking about Stride in the presence of this. It's just... Here we go. It's getting a little busy. Too busy? Nah. I love my play button. That's his left hand. Man. <laughs> I mean, when you got it, flaunt it. You know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness. That's why it's not too busy. Because, I mean, but you nailed it with the, like, the feel. I mean, yeah. that's that's what really shocked me. Not that someone in 1933 could play all that piano. That could be at any time in history. The syncopation, the groove. Yeah, the groove. Unbelievable. And it's kind of ahead of its time. You know? For and sure. Like, he's sort of, in a lot of ways, you know, the missing, not the missing link, but the that real connection between, you know, stride and modern playing and solo piano. Oh, 100%. Yes. You know, and 100%. then we always view it from the lens of Oscar Peterson and his outsized influence on Oscar Peterson. But beyond that, just, you know, the, the how this instrument developed, Within the swing and the groove, I mean, it's it's at the Louis Armstrong kind of level for piano. I would it's say it's pretty awesome. All right, so we're gonna move on. This is uh, we're gonna go all the way up to the '90s here. This is Brad Meldow's intro from uh, <laughs> Live at the Village Vanguard Volume Four. I love what? how the '90s is sometimes becomes like our really modernist stuff. You know, it's like yeah, it's like the most ago. modern you can get. Now, <laughs> we're this going actually, all the way to the 1990s. This intro though had a lot of influence on a lot of oh, modern players huge, today. So, Got to hear the crowd noise first then. Vanguard. Got to tune up before you do an eight-minute. Not minute. busy yet. Before you do an eight-minute <laughs> intro, you got to tune up. The bass player. <laughs> you just put tune up at the end of the intro, right? <laughs> it's kind of a salsa hoedown feel, right? I like it. Well, yeah, I mean, speaking of feel, right, from, from the Art Tatum, but this was, a, I think, a seminal moment in this kind of feel. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was so good at displacing these triplets. A lot of people started trying to play like this. A actually. lot of people started imitating this. And, or they started to be busy like this, but they nailed the time. They so couldn't it do it like him. Yeah. He has such yeah, a strong sense of his own time. That's right. This is cool. It's busy on a, It's busy in a different way from the Artatum. It's compositional of, still. Yeah, you know? and then like the vertical versus the horizontal too. Well, what a great reminder to us that like intros can be busy, and the way they play, as I recall this later on, is like a nice contrast going in and out of. Yeah, when they finally get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, Larry, is this Larry Grenadier? Yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, Larry's he, after he heard. I'm starting to this. Larry's like, I'm going to the bar. It's only 100 feet away. I'll I'm be a, back. I'm, I'm tuned up. I, I, I'm going to order a Sazerac and drink it and be back in time. No problem. Yeah, man. Uh, so, Brad Meldow, Live at the Village Vanguard. Uh, Art of the Trio, Volume 4. Yeah, man. Live at the Village Vanguard. All the things you are. Iconic intro, I think, at this point. Uh, next one. Uh, Oscar Peterson Trio, mm. Autumn Leaves. Now, you have this starting at... Like right around a 40 Play seconds? a little bit at the beginning, too. At least up, to, like, see, play a little at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. And this then is we our can... podcast. I mean, we play how we Exactly. Long. And, you know, there was a bunch of versions that he played of this. This one I love because there's the Tatum connection. Busy AF already. Exactly. He goes next level on this, though. Huh. 
But then, you know, there's the melody. And then, beautiful, of course. We can probably jump up to about. No. Oh, no, let's play it. We only like got I said, 20 play seconds it. Left. Come on, man. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Alex is bopping his head, man. Because it feels awesome. We got Alex smiling without curse words. This is the red. He's got a lot of ornamentation going. Huh. Is that the most Oscar Peterson <laughs> moment you've ever heard? Yeah, but he's like, it's kind of on 11 on this version of it. Yeah. From most of the ones I've heard. Here, bam. It's going to be simple, right? Oh, so simple. So, so simple. cute. It's cute. It's nifty. Oh, it's going to be like that. Just going to be swinging. Watch it. Watch. Oh, no. Oh, oh no, he didn't. Oh, no, he didn't. You should wait till the second or third course before you play all that, Oscar. Oh no, go ahead. Yeah, this would be the highlight of any solo I ever played. Man, he's like, I'm just my first course. <laughs> yeah, he's just, this is like the build up. Yeah, of, this is the, the apex, apex for me at any moment. <laughs> this is the beginning. Maybe of my <laughs> career. But he'll go simple at any moment, man. He don't yeah. care. That's a good lesson, actually. Yeah. Just effortlessly glides back and forth. That's the Oscar Peterson Sick. Trio uh, live at CBC Studios, 1960. Autumn leaves, unfriggin' believable. Yeah, and that's a rare one. I'd heard that long ago. Um, I mean, not long ago, but I was I was trying to find because I remember I was like, man, there was this one where this the spirit of the live. Cause I love his arrangement on that Autumn Leaves, but. This one, so we, we're going to link to this. It's definitely not the most known of the ones, but it might be fun for you guys. It'll be in the playlist. All right, so now our final one, our number five. Wait, final? Really? Yeah, this is it, bud. We got five. These are the five oh, of our favorites. Okay. Live at the half note. This is uh, McCoy Solo, so started at 42 approximately. Gotcha. And I mean, Elvin is certainly helping with the busyness, just all up in there. This quartet could get busy in a yeah. great way. Intensity level starts at 11. Oh, nine. Oh. <laughs> busy bunch? Hashtag busy bunch? Question mark. This guy's got no time for anything. <laughs> and the left hand, busy. Heavy, busy. Ooh, but the way, I mean, the syncopation. Blues, oh. blues. Even little riffs are busy. <laughs> uh. Left hand is relentless. It never lets up. Uh. Uh. Man, those little slides out of the man. Don't even attempt this if you don't. If you aren't on your game, this is this is. Do very not get this busy. Expert level kind of yeah. stuff. Woo. This is like a chef that throws in like thirty ingredients. You better know what you're doing. Uh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Come on. McCoy, why are you so busy, man? Uh, it's McCoy Tyner with the man. John Coltrane. McCoy, you know, it's funny. As much as we talk about Herbie and Chick and Artane, all these great, 
for me, every you know, when I really like, I don't talk about McCoy enough because like he was actually kind of my. I mean, Herbie for sure, but McCoy on record was the first like pianist that I connected with on on such a visceral level and just like a love of music. You know, it is and, weird. Like, I want to do that. I want to do that sound. Man. And I was the same way. Yeah, real McCoy, all oh the Coltrane stuff, and we don't actually talk about him nearly as much as he's been an influence. Oh, man. And he's still out here, man. And, and what a, a kind spirit. I mean, oh, look, he's such a cool I have, I have not heard a great jazz musician that then I got the when I did get if I got the. The, the joy of meeting them that they weren't just the sweetest people yeah. and generous and yeah. just like their music you yeah know? it's true you don't get to be great that easy I mean Buddy Rich I heard Man. was an a-hole but yeah that could be notorious Ray Charles perhaps but for sure um, well, uh, that's it. Those are our five. Wait, wait, we got more, man. Why you why you skip? Oh, so we're not gonna do cold. Oh, okay, we did Coltrane already. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so right, we're gonna go out on I the bonus. I want a hand up, not a hand down. We're gonna go on the bonus. This is Sting. This is yeah, Kenny Kirkland's this, solo this is on your boy. Well, I just love this solo, and this Kenny could get super busy and like rhythmic. This one actually, we'll, we'll see how far we get because he starts to get really busy later. It actually starts out kind of simple, but I love the way it starts. So we got to start it there. Four, four sixteen. Sting, my bring on the night. This is from a live album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is the. Uh, this is from the from the from the movie. Oh, oh, from the movie. Yeah, you didn't grow up in the '80s, so you don't remember this. This is a big moment. Branford Marsalis, Omar Hakim. You'll hear it. <laughs> 